0: Hello, and welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. On this podcast, we will broadcast messages and lessons from our church. If they bless you, I encourage you to subscribe and rate our channel, as well as you can visit our website, www.springridgechurch.com. If you'd like to communicate, you can send an email to Pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we would love to hear from you, where you're listening from. And if you have any questions you'd like to have answered, uh, desire Bible study, or would like to send us a prayer request, all of those are welcome uh, requests and forms of communication we enjoy. So we hope that the, the podcast bless you. Hope that you will... Uh, subscribe, and become a part of our faithful listening audience. Hello, welcome to this fourth episode in this series called Tradition or Truth. We are all faced with a decision when pursuing truth, what will be the baseline of authority that we will believe in. Most people don't really know the source of the things they're taught. They simply hear what someone says about the Bible and obey what someone tells them that they should do to be a believer. And the challenge is we live in a world full of many different denominations and traditions, and oftentimes the question has been asked if there's one Bible, In one Jesus how come there are so many different denominations and the simple answer to that is whether people know it or not they are being taught what someone or many someone said what the Bible says and so what you have is basically a bunch of different interpretations of the scripture and that is being preached as Truth. I'm a firm believer that the Bible says what it says and it means what it means, and you can take the the obvious meaning and live by that, and that is where truth is. Truth is not in the interpretation of Scripture, but truth is actually the Scripture itself. And I, I made the 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 uh, I shared the the experience I had. Go into a Jewish synagogue here locally, and uh, and I discovered that the people there they had no concept and did not believe in the idea of absolute truth. Uh, it's in relationship to Scripture, they they believe that the interpretation of the Scripture was the truth. So whoever is interpreted, well, that's that's what's true at the moment, situational, personal. But the Bible says that that the Scripture is of no private interpretation. It says what it says, it it means what it means. And so the reason why there are so many different denominations and doctrines, even though there's one Bible and one Jesus, is because people are taught the opinions and the insights of individuals rather than simply reading and obeying the Scripture. I heard someone say today, up until the late 60s, it was uh, sinful, it was wrong for a Catholic to read anything but the Latin Bible. Even though most people don't speak Latin because um, the Roman Empire is over, but however many people that was their Bible, even though they might speak German or Spanish or English the only Bible they could have as a devout Catholic was a Bible not in their language. And uh, there were people that, that lost their life or, or burned at the stake, were martyred for the faith of Jesus Christ because of their uh, sincere desire to be sure that the common man could read the Scripture for themselves in the language that, that, that is native to them. And so today when we talk about tradition or truth, we're gonna we're gonna discuss the 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 subject of baptism. If you'll notice behind me there is a there is a picture. Let's see here, I'll let you look at it. A picture of someone being baptized, and above the scripture is this word baptizo. When you read in your Bible and you see the word baptism or uh Baptize. It comes from this root word, baptizo, and it's a it's a Greek word. And when the translators were translating the English Bible, rather than translating the word as in immerse, they transliterated the word, where they just essentially uh, took that 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 Greek word and made it more. Uh, 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 accommodating to the language but didn't didn't translate the word this is one of them because baptizo literally means in the Greek it means to to immerse means to dip it means to uh, completely submerge a thing and so when you read the word baptism or baptizo that 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 is meaning you are to be totally immersed in water. When Jesus got baptized, he was immersed, he went down into the river. John the Baptist, they went down into the river, and when people were baptized in the New Testament by the apostles, they were submerged, they were baptized. But many people today when you discuss the subject of baptism, uh, there are many people that are taught by their various denominations, well, we just sprinkle you. And so you say, well, I want to be baptized. And what they do, they don't baptizo you, what the scripture teaches, they sprinkle you. But they call sprinkling baptism. When we know from a scriptural standpoint, if you want to be baptizoed, you have to be immersed. And so people basically redefine words to say when I'm sprinkling you I am baptizing you when in reality that's not biblical baptism some when you want to be baptized they will take a picture of water and they'll pour it over your head and they will call that baptism but biblical baptism for for starters is to be completely immersed somebody would say well how come that is how is it that some people are sprinkled and some people have water poured on them when the Bible says you must be immersed, well the answer is very simple. It's tradition. People have been taught and it's been taught in various denominational seminaries by denominational pastors and leaders. And so in defense of tradition, they will ignore the biblical pattern. And so here is my my question for you, should we follow tradition? and ignore the biblical pattern if the, in the scripture everyone that was baptized they were baptized they were totally immersed and i suggest to you i don't trust tradition because tradition changes in modern day there are denominations who are changing their traditions now, the catholic church is a, a, a the classic example wherever the Catholic Church went they would assimilate the customs of the culture and rather than the church changing the culture the culture changed the church and so you find all kinds of heathen practices uh, hedonistic practices paganistic practices that have been been redefined though the New Testament and Old Testament forbids things it's been wrapped up and repackaged, and it's become, quote-unquote, Catholic Christianity. What I would say to you, we are called as believers, and the church at large, we should influence the culture and change the world rather than allow the culture and the, the, the world change the church. And you see this. It's been happening since time immemorial. And the thing I would like to suggest to you, that if you're watching this, it could be, Potentially, the Lord sees the hunger in your heart, and you want to you want more of God. You want to be in obedience to the Word of God, and God has allowed you to see this this message, this this uh, truth, so that you can decide. You know what? I want to be sure. I want to be baptized. I don't want to just be sprinkled. I don't want to just be poured, but I want to be baptized. And so, with that in mind, uh, let us consider, um, let us consider the the let us consider the doctrine of baptism. And I have a little quiz. Uh, this was done by a friend of mine, and this is kind of a simple way to to approach the truth, the doctrine, the biblical practice and pattern Scripture provides. Set your tradition aside, and let's look and see what the Scripture teaches. So number one, is baptism in the plan of salvation? Is baptism in the plan of salvation? 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, Peter says, This water symbolizes baptism that now saves you. Peter absolutely preached that baptism was a part of the salvational experience. Number two, does saving faith require us to be baptized? Mark 16, 16 says, Jesus says, Whosoever believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Number three, accepting that baptism is a required obedient step of faith for salvation is Jesus the only name with the power to save. So when we get baptized, when we get immersed in water, if, if obedient faith leads us to salvation, what should be the declaration made over us when we are baptized? And Acts 4 and 12 said, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. And so the answer to that is, Jesus is the saving name. I would state here that Matthew 28, 19 says that we should be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But Father's not a name, Son's not a name, Holy Ghost isn't a name. But Jesus is the only saving name under heaven. And so baptism should be done in the name of Jesus Christ. So what does baptism do for us? Is there any any spiritual, tangible, doctrinal benefit Scripture teaches that is connected to baptism. If baptism is necessary, baptism is a, is a response to obedient faith. And the Scripture says, Acts 2 and verse 38 says, "...repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins." So baptism has an effect. You get baptized. The effect is you receive the forgiveness of sins. And and, uh, and the next question is, is the name of Jesus necessary for the forgiveness of sins? Do you need the name of Jesus to have your sins forgiven? In Acts 10 and verse 43, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name so so there it is we receive forgiveness through his name peter preached in acts 2 repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of sins so there is the name and forgiveness there in the inaugural message of salvation to the first believers If we receive forgiveness of sins through the name and by baptism, should we call on the name of Jesus when we are baptized? Acts 22 and verse 16. This is what was preached to Paul when he got saved. He was told, get up and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Number seven, did the apostles always baptize in Jesus' name? When the apostles, we, we have a biblical record of the baptisms in which the apostles did. How did they baptize? And let us look at the scripture. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of, of your sins. Acts 8 and 12, when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. Acts 8 and 16, they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 10 and 48, so he ordered them that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts nineteen five, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Acts twenty two and sixteen, be baptized and wash your sins away, calling on His name. So, how should we be baptized? We should be baptized how they were baptized in the New Testament, and what is that way? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what is what is the benefit? We receive the forgiveness of sins. So in Acts chapter uh, in, in Colossians. Chapter 3 and verse 17, it answers this question. Should we continue the biblical practice of being baptized in Jesus' name? Colossians 3 and 17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever you do, and I would say to you, including being baptized, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's another question: Is it appropriate to be rebaptized if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the forgiveness of sin? Should I be rebaptized if I haven't, or I'm not sure if it was in the name of Jesus Christ? I believe the answer is very clear. Acts chapter nineteen and verse three through five: The apostle Paul, he is in Ephesus who he will later write the epistle of the Ephesians to these, these uh, dwellers of Ephesus. He, he asked them, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So, these Ephesians, who Paul would later write the uh, epistle of the Ephesians, they were rebaptized. Why? Because they hadn't been baptized in the only saving name. They had not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. So, they needed to be rebaptized. Number nine, does the Bible instruct everyone, including you, to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? What does the Bible say? I'm going to read it to you again. Acts 2 and verse 38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And finally, number 10, is it vital... That we obey the commands and the patterns of Scripture. James chapter 1 and verse 21 through 22. Accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. The word says, Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. What should you do? Be baptized. In water, by immersion, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you will receive the forgiveness of your sins. Peter was preached to this. The believers obeyed it. Even the Apostle Paul, who would later write many of the epistles, when we discover how he experienced salvation, he was baptized in the name of the Lord, and he had his sins washed away. In in James chapter 4 and verse 17, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and don't do it, it is sin for them. If you know the Bible says to be baptized in the name of the Lord for the forgiveness of your sins and you don't do it, the Bible says it's a sin. And finally, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9, Speaking of Jesus, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Jesus dealt with this, this reality of tradition. He stated to the Jews that through their tradition, they have made the word of God of, of none effect, of, of, of no benefit, because their tradition And many people today have not experienced the benefit because tradition had discounted and caused people to doubt and disobey scriptural commands. And there are many people today, they are told, well, baptism isn't necessary. We just are baptized because it is an external sign of an inward work. Now, if you were to do a search in the scripture for that theology, that's not biblical That's tradition. Tradition teaches baptism isn't necessary. But the Bible shows over and over and over again, Jesus and the apostles made a point that baptism was not just beneficial, that baptism was not just uh, something we do in faith, but baptism was, in fact, necessary. Jesus said in John chapter 3, And verse 3, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He went further in verse 5, said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. Do you want to see the kingdom? Do you want to enter the kingdom? You must be born again of water and of the Spirit. And that is the reason why you see over and over in the New Testament when the apostles went to fulfill the Great Commission, they went forth baptizing people in the name of Jesus Christ in water, baptized them, immersed them, and then they would receive the baptism of the Spirit. Water and Spirit. Acts 2, water and Spirit. Acts 8, water and Spirit. Acts 10, water and Spirit. Acts 19, water and Spirit. And you see this pattern is explained throughout the epistles. We are buried with Him, Christ, in baptism wherein we are risen with Him in newness of life. There is a reality to the born-again experience of being immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ For the forgiveness of sins, and we are then filled with the Holy Spirit of God that that that, that is that's the new birth, that's the born-again experience. In Romans chapter six and verse three, Paul writes, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father we too may live a new life Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27 says all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ and so this is something you have to decide for yourself do you value tradition so greatly that, that you would ignore or allow the doubt perspective of Christians that say, well, baptism isn't important. Baptism doesn't benefit you. Baptism is just simply an outward sign of an inward work. When the Bible declares that baptism should be by immersion and not sprinkling or pouring it, you should be baptizoed. And when you get baptized, you should be baptized in the only saving name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And and that's, that's where we're at. That's where you're at. You're watching this. And some of you, you might find this to be totally different than everything you've ever heard. But you've seen on your screen as we have went through this, I have read to you scripture after scripture where the Bible declares that baptism is not only necessary, not only mandatory, but baptism has an associated spiritual benefit that is absolutely uh, crucial. We receive the forgiveness of sins through being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's where the forgiveness of sins, that's where the 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 name and the blood and the power of Jesus Christ is applied to our life. It begins in faith. It continues in repentance. It It is actualized in baptism and then it is verified through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I've heard it said the very best thing that you can do for yourself is to repent of your sins. The best thing that I can do for you as a gospel preacher is to baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. And the best thing that Jesus can do for you is to fill you with the blessed Holy Spirit. And that is where the gospel is no no longer just a historical reality, but it becomes a, a personal experience where you don't just believe in the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus, but you experience it. We die in, ba- in repentance. We are buried in baptism, and we are risen with Him in newness of life through the power of the Holy Ghost when we willingly obey the biblical commands. So here we are, tradition or truth. The case is laid, and you now know what it is to do good you need to be baptized immersed in water in the name of jesus christ and what's the benefit i would say to you if you've never done this yet when you get baptized you are going to feel a spiritual reality and the confirmation that only comes when we obey the word of god and there that's 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 where we're at so uh, the, the next video is going to be uh, talking about the baptism of the Spirit. Uh, over the past, uh, th- this is the fourth lesson, the past three lessons, we have, we've talked about this tension between tradition and truth. And today we've talked about the tradition of baptism and the biblical pattern and method baptism was practiced. What was the doctrine of baptism? The scripture tells us baptism is so important. It's a doctrine. There's a doctrine of baptisms. And, and on next week, we will talk about the, 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 the truth, the experience, the glorious blessing of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. I pray this is a blessing to you. Feel free to contact us through our email. Uh, visit us on our website. And we pray that these, these messages, these lessons are a blessing to you. That's our desire. That's the reason why we're doing this: is to try to spread and to educate and teach people what the Word says, and help them to be free from uh, not experiencing everything they ha- they could have, because tradition has a way of leading us away from all that God has. So, God bless you. Until next time, I want to choose, choose. I want to choose truth over. Tradition. How about you? where your That they were all in one accord Now there were few and expectation Waiting on the promise of the Lord Well, and all of a sudden The Holy Ghost came like a rushing body wind And they were all here with the Holy Ghost So as the room they was sitting in Somebody said, now baptize me, Jesus With the Holy Ghost